and welcome to How to Adult. This episode, I talk to Austin about how to make your rental house a home. For someone like me that sees myself having to rent a long time, this is exactly what I needed to hear. For so long now, I've lived every year in a space that doesn't feel like my own and quite often in spaces that make me feel so unrelaxed I'm quite anxious to be in them. And what I learned most from speaking to Austin was that you don't have to wish away the years waiting to make a house a home once you have a mortgage. So stay tuned for Austin's tips on making a rental house a home, all of which I was pleasantly surprised were possible without spending a lot of money and landlord friendly. Enjoy! There we go, starting. Hello, Austin! Hello, Simone! Hi Austin. Do you know what? It feels like a long time. Well, it's a long time since I've seen you. But what I always revert back to is that um, our trampolining lessons after school. Oh, Can you I completely that? forgot that I even did that. Yeah, I was a terrible trampoliner then. Oh, I me wasn't too. good at all. I just we had a lot awful. of map talk. Can you remember that? You had to be a spotter, so it would just be me and you like yeah. holding onto the side, having a little chat, waiting. To I'm surprised you remember to do that. Oh, that's my fun memories with you, Austin, every week. The, the furthest I got was <laughs> maybe a seat drop. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. My memory <laughs> is bad. <laughs> I've kind of blocked most, like, school out, to be fair. Okay, that's fair enough. I'm but kind yeah. of wounded that you've blocked out quite a special memory that I had. Oh, not, none, no memories with you, though, obviously. Okay. They're fair. all... Just waiting in the Deep background in the back then. of my mind, yeah. <laughs> but it has been a long time since we've... I mean, we've sent a few messages on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But other than that, I've not seen you. No, so for anyone who doesn't know, which will be most people, um, <laughs> me and Austin went to school together. And yeah, we haven't seen each other in a long time. But we, we have the increased in occasional Instagram chat. I feel like I know kind of what you're doing just for, again from the internet, which is what keeps happening when I ask people to come on here. Um, <laughs> and today we're going to talk about the difficulties of getting on the property ladder and hopefully get a few tips for making rental spaces look nice. Because all of this came out of an Instagram post that Austin put out recently of him making his rental house look so beautiful and more like a home so I don't know about you but personally I've just finished university like a few years ago and I'm kind of coming out of this stage where you kind of change houses each year because I think that's definitely a thing where you just move at the end of each uni year you change houses or you move to a new job or something but I feel like I've just come out of that and I've been in the same house for about three years so just having a bit more ownership over the space and kind of how long you've been there, that's kind of where this sparked from, really. So have you thing. been, sorry, you've been in this house that you're in now for three years? Yeah, it's coming up to three years, I think, oh, now, amazing. which is quite a long time. Do you, I'm still on the move every year hype. <laughs> have you, not, have I've you not, not broken it yet? I've not broken it yet. That's, I really hate it. So since... Uni, I moved every year of uni and I went to drama school and I moved to London, so I moved both of those years. And then since then, I've lived in three different houses. One of the years I moved twice in one year. Really? It's been a lot of moving and I hate every year. Moving house is probably every, that day every year is the most stressful day of my entire year. I at, 
absolutely despise moving house. And I think that's maybe part of the problem is because you're there for such a short period of time, you kind of just think, oh, this space doesn't matter. Like, I don't care about anything that's here. It's just a part time thing. And I'm going to when I move somewhere else, it's going to be amazing. And I think the whole thing is about challenging that maybe and how you can do different things to make it feel more homely. And it should be important that you do that because it will have an effect on your mood and your mental health when you're in the space. And I think that's maybe the crux of this whole topic, which I kind of proposed to you to talk about. I love it. If that makes sense. Yeah, so true. I think I'd never really thought about that as well because often when you do rent a house, you feel like you don't have much jurisdiction to change anything. Like they often say, don't stick anything on the walls or you can't make any severe changes so my mind immediately just goes I can't change anything and I don't really think outside the box in terms of what I could use that won't damage the walls that would still create a nice space no I completely agree it's there's like a really fine line between like what you can do in a rental property and what you can't do and maybe I've got some tips that we can kind of hash out later on that can kind of clear up what is good to do and what is good not to do yeah and maybe at least in my situation I got permission from the landlord to do a different bit so maybe that's another way of going down that route or there's still lots of stuff you can do even if you don't ask your landlord because you think oh my landlord's a, a bit crazy he's you know they have those landlords that just randomly turn up at your house sometimes I've had and... some of the weirdest landlords I've ever experienced well, obviously, because I've only ever experienced it, but I've ever heard of. Uh, yeah, I agree. Maybe we'll get into that in a bit. But firstly, I want to maybe yeah. just say, um, what did you do at uni for people who don't know? Oh, OK. So I studied architecture at university. Which, which is probably one of the longest do... courses I've ever heard of, right? Yeah, so it's actually seven years, although I'm only on five at the moment. Nice. Which is, so I don't even does... know how... <laughs> How does that work if you're on... Because I know I asked you this question a few days ago and you said you think you're going to hold off completing the whole seven years, maybe another year or so. How does that work? Like, do you have to do a certain amount of years at a time? Yeah, so you do your undergrad, which is just basically like a normal degree. So you do three years of university. And then once you've done your undergrad, you have to come out and do like a placement year. But that's not affiliated with the uni so I know some courses I don't know about yours but they kind of sandwich in a year placement in between your second and your third year Uh, but this you actually do at the end okay I see yeah and then after that you do a two-year master's course which is just horrendous I wouldn't recommend it to anyone although if you love it you love it but it is you have to really put everything into it because it's long hours working oh I but... also think at seven years as well you, you're just kind of at that point like I've been in education my whole life when will this ever end and it's kind of like you know when you're just like what did I actually learn if that makes sense as well yeah sometimes you're just like I've learned more in this year out where I'm working than I did in the three years up leading up to it if that makes sense so, so I think there's true. on the job training and like training from a book I know you've talked about this before in a few of your other episodes oh, but maybe universities like <laughs> I know what can I say <laughs> yeah, I'm no, an avid I... listener 
<laughs> I love it. Thank you. Um, I actually get so surprised when people I know have listened. It makes me feel all warm inside. Um, oh, that's good. If you see me bussing around, and maybe we'll get onto this in a minute, we have loads of house plants, and at the minute we have freaking house plant flies and they really piss me off and we've tried to get rid of them and nothing is working and there's a plant right next to me and you need to get some neem oil yes apparently that's good we do have neem oil but okay we didn't put i don't think we put enough in we just got a little a bit of spray we got it's in a spray bowl and i think we need to glug that you you need some put cinnamon in the in the pot as well cinnamon really Apparently that's good for fungus and like oh, other things. Yeah. But actually that's probably a good that one of the things I wanted to talk about okay, was actually plants. Yes. I don't know if this is a good time to bring it oh, in. Oh, go for it, please. But it seems like very organic because you were just talking about your plant <laughs> issues. Um but I think plants can make a space feel completely like they give it life almost. I and agree. They not only add colour, which is great, but they also... What am I trying to say? I feel like they, they especially in London, they breathe a bit of life into a space. Like, uh, And when you come from the country and all you see outside when you then move to London is grey buildings. Like over there is a horrible grey building. And behind me, you just want a bit of light to feel like you're in some green... Space. <laughs> bring the outside in. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they they boost your mood as well, and apparently they can have a good effect on productivity, really? which is amazing. And I've heard, I read that they purify air as well. Yes, me too. So, especially in London, where it's like horrendous. So it's true. really. I think that's good. My housemate Eloise is the who you know from our school is the environmental something to do with her work and the first thing she did was like it's really good for the environment to have loads of plants and just ordered the workspace like loads and loads of plants <laughs> i mean you can never have too many i think just fill the room with plants we almost have a jungle in the living room yeah if you take nothing else from this episode just buy loads of plants, just get loads of plants. and i know it's like oh i'm probably gonna kill it like they never survive but there's plenty of plants that are like impossible to kill almost so you do some research invest in those particular ones because it will just have such a positive effect and it'll give you routine as well which I definitely need and it also gives you something to care for which kind of I don't know, I just find it, giving me a routine is really helpful. Yeah, I've never even thought about it like that. That's so true. Get you, you kind of have your little plant baby. Like, you have to look after yeah, it, and it gives baby. you a bit of a purpose in your everyday. Sure. Especially when we've got no other purpose in this weird uh, climate that's happening. So you now live in London. You've lived there for three years. I also live in London. Uh, what is your kind of plan for the future I guess it's it's important again to note that we're both from the country (laughs) and we're now living in the country (laughs) in the city which is way more expensive than it would be if we were to live at home which causes some problems my end anyway well definitely financial problems 100% because it's just so expensive I do feel like all your money goes to rent and 
the problem is you've got no money left to save. Yeah. So you're kind of just in like a negative cycle where if you had a mortgage for a house, at least you would be paying in, like the money you put in would be paying off your mortgage. So you have something at the end. Whereas renting just seems like this big black hole. Yeah, I like throwing money can... down the drain. Yeah, literally, you might as well just be like pissing your money against the wall for lack of a better literally that. term. And that's what it feels like. And because prices are so high at the moment for houses, it kind of feels like I'm never going to get to that point where I'm looking to buy a house. And I know there's lots of people our age, for example, like you spoke to Lucy last week who didn't go to uni and she's already got a house, which is amazing. Yeah. And that to me seems like such uh, like far off goal, if that makes sense. I don't know if you are in the same situation as I am. Or... Exactly the same. And also Kelsey, who we, are bo- we both know from school, who's my friend from home, she just um bought a house last week moved in on friday yeah congratulations to her she also went to uni and she's now a teacher so i'm very very excited miss chivers miss chivers isn't that so cute but yeah exactly as soon as she moved in i feel like we all put on our little group chat that we're living vicariously through her like can she send us a house tour and has a cute little garden but for me that i don't i couldn't even put a a year on what I would even uh, currently plan for that to be viable for my situation. Just like you, I had a really long course. So mine was two, three years of uni and then two years of drama school. And then oh, I don't know how long I've been out now. Um, <sighs> two or three years. And I'm still not in a place where I could ever have a deposit for a house this year especially lost many a job <laughs> became oh a freelancer in a very inappropriate time which meant that I just didn't have an income for a few months and then any money that I just ate into I had hardly any savings again I just come out of being a student so I had to pay off student debt see the part by the time I paid off some student debt and could start saving again I ate through those savings in this year that we had um, just paying off rent so at the minute I'm finding that I'm any income I'm getting from a job I now have just goes into rent and bills and there's hardly any room to save whatsoever yeah I completely agree I felt in the same situation and I just before we got on the call I had a look at just like had a google and there's a statistic that only 38 percent of 25 to 30 year olds are homeowners oh. which to me seems like oh god are we going to be 35 still renting and that's like the situation that I think a lot of people our age are potentially in. Yeah when you were like 15, 16 maybe a bit older when did you see yourself kind of having a house or did you maybe you didn't even see yourself? No I think that's the that's the issue as well you kind of just think oh I'm going to be I'll buy a house you know straight out of uni get married have a kid or whatever but obviously it's like not gonna happen is it I don't know did you think that you would have all those things for sure yeah when I was like 15 16 I had this little plan where I was like I'm gonna be a young mum I've already talked about this before I'm sure but um now I'm very pleased that that's not an option I do not want to be a young mum and I only thought that because I felt like I had older parents and I wish they were younger and that's a very selfish thing to do because 
parents don't need to live for their children <laughs> it would obviously they need to care for them but their whole world does not need to revolve around that child and I feel like I'm very glad that I'm now in a place where I don't feel the pressure for that to happen now but I definitely feel the pressure to have a house or at least have some money in in something like some assets that aren't yeah yeah a scary yeah I just have nothing at the minute (laughs) (laughs) and I think this is the whole point of why I wanted to talk about this because regardless of your financial situation you should be able to live somewhere that you kind of feel not good about and not somewhere that you walk in and you're just like oh god this this shithole again like I can't believe this is where I live and that's kind of I loved the where I lived and like the location was great but there was just it just had been lived in and no one had shown any care for so long and I just kind of thought what can I do because I've studied architecture and I've I'm kind of working as a designer so I thought maybe I could use my skill set and improve the living situation for myself really in a I, rental house I love that so do you you really enjoy where you're living currently and you don't have any plans to move out anytime soon um no not anytime soon really not in, unless like something completely random changes my opinion at the moment but at the moment I'm kind of just here to stay quite happy where are you if you don't here. mind I'm in Wandsworth at the moment oh I've heard of it's South London Okay, okay. Southwest London. Like... Southwest. Oh, so you would have been near to where I used to live then, in Shepherd's Bush. It would have been down, I guess. Oh, quite, me. yeah, down. It's not that far from Shepherd's Bush. Yeah. yeah. Ah, now I've moved east. So I'm very different. You moved east. Yeah. East London. East London. It's kind of cool and edgy over there, right? Um. Yes, there's some very cool and edgy people walking around this area and some very cool and edgy shops around this area for sure. Um, (laughs) I don't think maybe this is a question for you do you see yourself living where you are for a long period of time I keep debating this I think I've spent the whole year going like what do I want to do next year or even the year after because I'm definitely not gonna be able to ever in the next two years afford to have a deposit on a house but I I'm still playing with the idea if I even want to be in London at this point. One, because it's so expensive and I'm not able to save. And two, I'm kind of craving a bit more country air. (laughs) I don't have a clue where this other place is. I don't want to move back home for definite. And I have this weird sense of my home having to be around people that I know. Like I have a fear of moving to a place where I don't know anyone because my friends and my family are really my friends most importantly are the people that I want to see and what makes me happy to live in a place and then I can go home and see my family as long as it's not too far away so yeah I don't know where I want to be what are you happy in London at the minute I I do think London's not like a long-term thing for like your entire life but I think particularly in your 20s and early 30s I think it's quite a fun place to be as there's lots happening well not at the moment obviously but usually there's lots going on. So I think for my young years, I'll live in London and then potentially I need the country lifestyle later on, you know, when it's 
when it's time to get a dog when that's it's time when I'll to be get dog. leaving London yeah yeah poor Rue is like living the city life right now and I don't know if she well she doesn't know any different she loves the balcony there's some really nice parks in London actually so she that's loves true. the park it feels like a little dog meet up but yeah I also would like the country I, I I'm always intrigued about when people who come from the country if they really love staying in the city life because it is a completely different life and one that people will want to live for the rest of their lives or and then other people are like actually I maybe I do want some more was well, it, it's interesting because for the first part of lockdown I was um on furlough for like five months from Soho House yeah and I actually moved back to the countryside. Did you? Because I was just like, there's not, there's nothing going on in London. I may as well just take this opportunity, you know, get some fresh air, get some space. And it was really, like, really, really nice. But I don't think it's just a, such a slower pace of life, I think. Yeah. And it would be nice when London opens up again. I think it'll be like the Roaring Twenties, you know? Yes, I've been saying I... this, or like, um, it, yeah, it'll be like the Roaring Twenties after the World War, where people are going to be absolutely buzzing and like partying all the time, or it's going to be some hippie fest, a bit like the 70s or 80s, and we're all going to be like hugging strangers in fields and sharing a lot of love. <laughs> I'm buzzing for it, it'll be Me so good. Too. We're amazing. I did a bit of research. So before I guess we get on to making your rental house a home, I, like you, did a little uh, look on the old facts just to depress people a little bit more as to why perhaps people aren't getting on the property ladder. Why it's hard to get on the property ladder, the following reasons are apparently lower deposit deals have disappeared in particular uh, quickly from the mortgage market in recent months which means it's just harder for people to have enough deposit to put down in the first place i think they also stopped the help to buy scheme i don't know about you but was it two or three years ago or last year i can't remember at this point but they there was a massive rush i remember where it was like quick you need to get on the help to buy scheme because it's going to finish so i i applied for it and i have all the details but i Again, I haven't started putting any money into this scheme whatsoever, but for any future generations, it means that that's no longer a possibility for them. Yeah, I don't know much about that, but I do remember everyone was kind of rushing to get... Oh, God, I can see a dog. Yeah, sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. My dog's just in the window. Um, yeah, the scheme was... She wants supposed... to hear the facts. She does want to hear the facts. She How do I get myself a house? That dog <laughs> needs to start paying rent at this point. She needs to help out and pull her weight. You're, it, the scheme was supposed to be so you put money in and they'll match however much money you put up in up to four grand towards a house. So it's supposed to obviously if you put four grand in, you've doubled the amount that you're starting to save to put towards a house, which is amazing to help first-time buyers. Obviously, only for first-time buyers. Forgot to mention that part. But I think that's finished, so again, that doesn't help. And then another statistic was, in the 1990s, a typical young couple could put away 5% of their income each year, and they would have enough for a deposit in four years. Now, because wow. prices have served so much, in 2019, that figure increased to 21 years. So if you put away 5% of your earnings every year, it would take you 21 years, on average, if you're looking at the average income, to save for a house. It's ridiculous. Which is insane. I think, you know, I can't remember what programme it is, but like there's this massive stigma against like 
especially men who live with their mums still into their 40s. I, can't, I don't know if it's like How I Met Your Mother. I don't know. There's like this running joke about a man who still lives with his mum in his 40s. And everyone's like, why would you do that? Now, that's just a massive, that that's just a realistic expectation for someone to have. I think there's a film called Failure years. to Launch. Oh, have you seen yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think it's that premise. Where so true. A guy who can't get out of his parents' house. And that's like a reality for that's so, so many sad. people now, I think. Yeah, literally a, a reality. And then in this pandemic, loads of people keep saying to me that like, oh, it's a, a buyer's a buyer's world right now. Like if you wanted to buy a buyer's property, market, yeah. yeah, buyer's market because the housing price has obviously gone down, but also everyone's wages has gone down. So unless you were fortunate enough to wanted to move this year anyway and had saved up, you're not going to benefit from that whatsoever because to match that everyone's wages has gone down or a lot of people like what I had to do this year have just eaten into their savings to be able to afford rent or to live because of many different circumstances with jobs which is crazy um and then the points off of that I just wanted to quickly make because I don't know about you that every time I hear someone talk about all the negative things, I'm like, please, can there be a positive? And you're about to say a positive of why renting's great. But also, I just wanted to say that there is an amazing podcast called In Good Company. And there's an, a specific episode, I think it's episode 13, called Money and Shame, Managing Your Finances. And I may have mentioned this before in a podcast, but I'm going to do it again because it's very relevant. Um, the episode's yeah, managing your finances. And they talk about um, how millennials can increase their chances of getting on the property ladder, like how to improve your credit score, where it's best to put your money. So your money's just not just sat in a savings account because then you lose money. So here is where I ramble even more than I've done just then. And I'll summarise it for you. I highly recommend you listen to the podcast In Good Company by Utega Uagba. In particular, episode 13, for things to consider when thinking about getting a mortgage on a house, or even if you're not currently thinking about getting a mortgage, but want one in the future. Because, as they explain, there are things you should think about now if you ever want to try and get a mortgage in a few years' time. And she also has an incredibly soothing voice, which makes all of these problems sound a whole lot better. And there's also a really good YouTube channel called The Break, and she talks about loads of um, things like buying properties, managing your finances. She does loads of reacts, like um, reacting to someone on X salary living in London, for example, with X amount of rent, and um, then talks about that and reasons about how you can't get your mortgage. So again, here I go rambling. Basically, I could not recommend The Break by Patricia Bright enough. Her whole YouTube channel is about helping people manage money, teach you about investing and teach you all the ins and outs of buying properties and how to do so. Even on her Instagram this week, she was answering questions about anything you might want to know about all of the above. And so far, it's the only person I've come across who makes all of this complicated housey stuff actually make any sense. And she's also an absolute boss lady, trying to help other people, especially women, also become boss ladies. In summary, even though you may still be renting and feeling under pressure about that situation, there are a lot of people out there with some good advice that make it feel a little bit more manageable. Now on with the most exciting part, where Austin shares all of his house tips. Just to put those in quickly, 
if anyone if i've just freaked anyone out or if us has just freaked anyone out in terms of um how horrible it is that none of us are going to get on the property ladder anytime soon if you are i'm very proud of you um but if you're not there are things that we could be doing to increase these chances and in the meantime let's talk about how to make your rental property a home so i think it can 100 percent be really stressful if you don't have a design eye so luckily for me from my experience from uni and i work at a company called soho house which for those of you who don't know they're kind of like a private members club and they have a very unique style and the buildings are historical and it's kind of the whole idea is it's a home away from home yeah it's, it's kind of definitely a relaxing for place. the like one percent of people who earn a lot of money can afford a, uh, um, a membership but i can definitely confirm that the inside looks beautiful so i'm very excited yeah, so that I've you're working for kind them of, i've kind of taken lots of stuff that i would do in my job to put into these tips for you guys now so hopefully some of them are useful um shall i start with some things that i've thought about yeah definitely do you know yeah. one thing that made me laugh off of your instagram post so austin did an instagram <sighs> post and he did a before and after of what he's done to his living room in his the house that he's currently renting and um the before picture had these net kind of fairy lights that come oh. down did but do you know what's funny while i was in my um uh first london house after drum school we had no money we moved into this absolute shithole on the side of a motorway and the kitchen was other uh, uh living room was disgusting i bought those same sheet of fairy lights <laughs> to put behind the sofa and i also bought the leather sofa was nasty and ripped up and had gross shit on it so i bought a you can buy covers for sofas sofa cover, yeah. but it doesn't look like the picture and they don't slot nicely into each individual cushion and the material you could get was really nasty so mine looked gross and although it looked slightly better it definitely didn't feel like a home and we all hated being in the living room so i'm super excited for you to talk about how you can make that better and also for you to mention that um it can improve improve mental health because it's so true we really hated being in that space i would spend my whole time in my um bedroom and zach and my other housemates would just go when they were working from home. This was before the pandemic, but they worked from home at points. They would just go to cafes and stuff and work away because no one liked being in yeah. the house whatsoever. No, I completely agree. There's something about fairy lights. You, you, there's such good intentions. You think they're going to look great. And then it just ends up looking, I don't know, like a uni first year vibe, isn't it? So true. I mean, they're super cute and they when do work. On, but I think there's... But in the daytime, yeah, they on, look horrific. I think then that's something that I, one of the points I wanted to talk about was lighting, actually. Because I think it's a really important thing that you can definitely change in a rental house. So I don't know about you, but when I moved into this house here, it kind of had these lampshades, which maybe used to be white, but they were kind of like a brown colour now. Yeah. And they just like collect dust mm -hmm. and they kind of look like if you touched it, it would just disintegrate in your hand. 
So if you've got one of those in your in your house, or if you've got even just I know some places just have like a naked bulb. I don't think so. If you have a naked bulb, I think you can get a lampshade. So the ones I got were two pounds each from IKEA. Nice. So for not very expensive, you can automatically get rid of that lampshade. And on the inventory, your landlord is not going to care that you've swapped out something because on the inventory it will just be like lampshade. And I don't think they'll have, they don't usually have photos of close details like that. So that's something really easy that you can swap out and that will have such an impact on the room. And another thing which you can add in is like low level lighting. So I actually don't turn on the ceiling lights in the lounge. I just use lamps and candles. Well, I don't, I hate the ceiling lights because they just give such a harsh light. Yeah, so true. If you have like lamps, they're such more warm and it's like a lower level or even candles. So in the in the houses that we were talking about before, we tend to just use that kind of lighting because it it adds a better atmosphere and it makes everything look be- better. I think a good example of this actually, have you ever been to a nightclub when it ends? Yes. And then all and of a sudden the lights on. turn on and then you see what it really was like. When it, but when it was low level, it kind of just softens everything and makes it look nicer. So like adding lamps that you can take to your next property in is a really good tip, I think, and essential. So Amazing. that's the first I love that. little tip. Very true. Yeah, we've got um, down there, there's like a massive, I'm not, if I show you, I'll show you after, a massive <sighs> smiley face. It's like this big and it's yellow and it's a light Cute. and it has different settings. That along with the lamp next to the bed in the evening makes me feel more relaxed than getting ready for bed with the main lights on. So I always put them on. So, so true. I should do that more often with the lighting in general. Yep. And then another tip, which I think is really easy for anyone, even if you're renting or particularly in London, it feels like there's not much space anywhere. I don't know if you, I feel like you're cramped in with maybe two or three other people that you live with because you're all sharing one space because it's not affordable to live by yourself or with your, just with your partner. But I think what we did first was we just had a massive declutter so we like Marie Kondoed the shit out of the house. <laughs> I love this. And just like got rid of everything. If this is if this is like, I don't know, a really good example is if you open your kitchen, because I'm doing the kitchen now. Yeah. I didn't, I've finished the lounge, I've moved on to the kitchen. Oh, amazing. And we had about 30, 40 mugs that just, I don't know, just had been collected maybe over people that have lived here before. Like yeah. none of, barely any of them were ours. So I think that's a good example. If you open your kitchen cabinets and you've got more than five mugs per person, I think it's time to have a clear out. Oh, per person for sure. <laughs> How many of you are there that live in your house currently? So at the moment, it's myself and three other people. Okay, so yeah, for four of you, don't need that many mugs. <laughs> Absolutely not. And it's just, you think, oh, I've not got any space. I need a bigger place. I need to move somewhere else. But actually, if you think about what you've got and what you need maybe it's a really easy way to claw back some space and smart storage is a really good way of doing that and that's if you're in a rental house or if you're in a normal house I think it makes such a difference I love that it can have a negative impact for sure on your mood again as yeah well. especially when there's so many of you I think we start 
accidentally gathering stuff in the living room like when you try to declutter your room a bit to make space and then we all end up putting stuff in the living room which then clutters up that space when actually we should just be like okay what don't we need and start getting rid of the stuff I'm a bit of a hoarder so that is a problem yeah see I'm the opposite of a hoarder I just have to I just get such a thrill throwing stuff away <laughs> when you don't need it I don't know what it is it's just like go done don't need you Fresh but yeah start. I get that people Minimalist. some people think that like my boyfriend, for example, he thinks like all of his possessions are sentient and like he can't get rid of anything. This is it's, me. I find it so bizarre. I'm like, this will one day have a purpose. One day I'll be like, see, I knew I've kept this item and that's why, but I, I don't. There'll be stuff I've not used for So this is, I hope he doesn't listen because what I've done is we've got a loft <laughs> as well. I've... <laughs> I basically put all this stuff, like all these clothes, which he never wears. He's not noticed. To this point, he hasn't noticed that they're gone. So I wouldn't throw them away because I didn't want to do that because I feel like it's crossing a line. But they've put them in the loft. Still so one day he's gonna be I've like, "Oh, you know that? Now. Like, you actually have full <laughs> He's gonna be like, "Oh, you know that top? I, I, this should all look. I really need it. Do you, have you found it? Or do you have it somewhere in your wardrobe?" And you're gonna be like, "I'll be oh, like, it's gone. <laughs> That's really weird." <laughs> Climbing yeah. down from the loft with more stuff, and he's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> but yeah, this is. I think have a clear out. That's a really good tip for anyone it's not it's a bit basic but I think oh very it really helps and I, makes a difference I think sometimes you need reminding to do it as well because I don't know about you but because I've moved house every year that's normally the opportunity that, that I'm like okay just because I don't want to carry half of this shit to the new house I should really have a clean out and you do just find stuff where you're like why did I ever keep this yeah completely and then I think another good thing is thinking about the walls in your house. I know it seems maybe daunting to think or maybe paint them, but I don't know about your house. Your house looks much newer than mine, but because mine was like a bit of an older property, the walls were white, but it kind of looked like all these marks and it wasn't white anymore. So if your walls are white, you can paint them white and that won't affect your deposit like your landlord won't see the difference if anything that should help your deposit (laughs) you've given it a fresh well yeah precisely and also because we're in these covid times there's not much else going on so i found it quite fun and i've never done any diy before so it was quite fun for me to paint them and i think often you can if you're unsure about if the colors of in like a different color maybe not white you can just ask your landlord what is the colour I'm thinking about touching up some marks on there and it honestly makes such a difference and just to have like a crisp white wall when they were like a a dirty brown before so true it makes a huge difference yeah our house got repainted very fortunately before we moved in which is why the walls look really beautiful but it makes such a difference when we even walked in we were like it feels like we're in a new home because they've just had like a new fresh coat of paint i can also recommend if halfway through your tenancy you have repainted and then you find more marks that you've created you can get these little sponges called magic marker sponges they're white i have those yes i (laughs) they're so good so good i used to clean uni rooms so uh that was a disgusting job but the only thing i took away from 
from that is they have these little magic sponges and you can get them on Amazon and they're really really cheap and um, they are magic they literally get out we have bikes and we have to take our bikes in and out of the thing because they keep getting stolen so I'm too scared to leave them outside but sometimes my bike accidentally scratches the wall and I don't know if anyone's ever done that before but it just makes this big black line across that magic marker gets it right out you think you've damaged the wall but you you haven't and also this is a really good point actually so what I did is I actually contacted my landlord and then I took photos of basically everything that was wrong with the property so for example our sofas were completely stained like they looked disgusting you could see like an ass print basically (laughs) from where someone had sweat on it and it just had been there for so long and then what I did was I kind of made a list I created like a mood board and I sent it to her and I said look this is what we've got now this is not acceptable but this is what it could be like and I'd made like a breakdown of how much everything would cost so I sent her the cost for the paint the cost for a new sofa which I found on eBay so it doesn't have to be brand new but just be cautious of what you're buying and then I sent all this information to her and then she basically agreed to let me do this and she would pay for everything (gasps) no way so you and you can it's a really good tip because basically what they can do is any work that they do on the property, they can offset against tax if they keep the receipts. Oh. So it's was beneficial. It's mutually beneficial because she can do this and get money back. Maybe not all of it. I'm not 100% sure how it works, but I know that she's mentioned that to me. So it's something that any landlord can do. Amazing. So maybe proposing this method to someone would be a good idea. Not everyone's going to accept it. So you don't have to go as extreme as me as buying new sofas. You can get sofa covers, or but you don't have to buy the paint yourself because even painting it and not having your landlord having to get someone in to paint it is saving them so much money. So, so true. So, and it's so smart that you created a list with all the breakdown of costs because when we moved into our last house, uh, they kind of promised us a new refurb and I went in and it was honestly the skankiest situation you've ever seen. We found when we moved in, there was cocaine, Viagra and um, condoms in drawers. There was like the wash, the dishwasher, for example, was still full with mugs, which had collected water and now had mold growing in them. They hadn't emptied the drawers and they had loads of shit in them and yellow stains and sticky stuff and tin foil with sticky stuff stuck to everything. It was the most disgusting thing and we were kind of promised like a new refurb. And then the sofas, I couldn't see because they'd covered them before. They kind of put everything into the middle of the room and they were repainting the walls. So I thought, oh yeah, they are going to rechange it. So we accepted the offer on the terms that it, it was going to be like brand new which is what she said and the sofa was disgusting and had holes in and when you sat down on one of it you almost touched the floor because it had like the springs had broken and yeah it was just nasty and it had cigarette burns holes all in it it was really really disgusting freshly painted walls but like everything else was nasty and we kind of went in really aggressive and we just sent emails like this is unacceptable because it was and we were really angry but I think a smarter way around that is so true. We could, If we'd suggested, like, we'll look for a sofa, we'll do all the work for you, we found one on eBay, this is how much it is, 
then that's you're giving someone a much easier way to say yes than you are if you're like this is unacceptable if you want this this and this and they have to do loads of work so i'm very smart either yeah i think some landlords just want the easiest option so i knew that if i did all this all the grunt work for her it would be easier to get it approved if that makes sense amazing so yeah i think everyone if you've got a sofa when you sit on it you touch the ground that is unacceptable <laughs> yeah. and you need to get a new sofa from Unlivable your landlord conditions for sure <laughs> another thing that should, which makes a difference is artwork yes um, so and this is something that what is art that is the question that we need to propose because it's really expensive to buy but you can everything I did I just painted myself and I know just you've been painting yes we did this last night we paint so we have two spaces above the sofa and Zach my boyfriend sent us loads of links to two photos and he kind of photoshopped them against the wall like which ones do you think look best guys and one was 70 quid and one was 50 quid and even though there's four of us just between us I don't want to be spending that on paintings like as we are saying I can hardly afford to save any money right now other than paying rent so Eloise was like, let's paint our own. And it's just a fun activity to do as a house, even though it was very stressful. And Eloise repainted three paintings because she didn't like the other <laughs> two. It was, it was a fun experience. It was quite funny. So yeah, what a great idea. Yeah, I think that's... A, and the fact that you're painting it yourself, it kind of has more character. Yeah. And has Whereas if you just buy a print, it's not like... It's just a flat printed piece of paper, whereas this is like actually painted and it has like vibrant colors or it can have whatever you want and it can fit the space that you've got and you don't have to spend lots of money on it which is great did did you paint the one that was in your instagram story then it's like too yeah so well the thing is i went on instagram that's what i I did and i found like it was i think it's a tapestry like it's like a blanket and that pattern's on there so i just painted yeah, I, I copied one of the photos that Zach wanted to put on the wall anyway. I was like, I can paint this myself. And it looks uh, definitely not as good. And the other one, it was like a house with the sun and it's all block colours with like black outlines. And it you said good morning and something underneath. And I just ended up putting fuck full stop under mine because it was a fucking mess. Because why not? <laughs> so I just was like, fuck and, this. But funny. And I think... That's because art is subjective as well, isn't it? So who's to say that your piece of work that you did with fuck at the bottom isn't some like abstract art? Exactly. So I think it's really nice. And you have a and story. And it will make everything look better. Yeah, when and you people have the story. come around, you can be like, I painted this. Your one and looks think, incredible though. Yours is amazing. Like Pinterest is a really good resource, actually. We use it a lot of work. So if you need ideas... You can just scroll and think, oh, I like that. And you don't have to come up with the ideas yourself. You can you can just pull from little different bits of different places and put it all together. So true. And the good thing about Pinterest, Pinterest is when you like stuff, I think it then recommends you stuff similar to things that you've liked. So you don't have to do as much work. Which is good. And also, if you another good point, actually, is you could... Um, you know, if you go to charity shops, you can often find like different pieces there or a lot of the stuff, like all the ornaments I've got are just from charity shops. Amazing. And like the frames, you'd have to, because often when you go somewhere, you look, you think, oh, look at this piece of art, it's uh, d- disgusting. But then you actually should look at the frame on the outside. 
because you can just put something else in the frame, which is three pounds, and you don't have to have what's in the actual oh, painting so as such, if that makes sense. Yeah, and then you save money on buying a frame. And command hooks. I don't know if you know what they, they are. So rather than drilling into your wall, it like they stick on and yes. they're actually really good. Yeah, that's and they don't what we damage use. the wall or anything. Yeah, they're so amazing. So it's really easy to put stuff up. They're like Velcro. Is that the ones you've got? Where you one you can sticks get Velcro on one ones. side and then one sticks on the picture and you kind of like stick it up. You can also get these ones that just literally stick. There's no Velcro. They just stick straight on. Oh, amazing. And then you That'd kind of amazing. like pull them off. Yes. And that's you think, really oh God, this is going to rip the paint off. And then it's fine because I've moved them around so many times and you have to use a new one each time, obviously, but yeah. it's super good for rental property in particular because it doesn't leave a mark. And you want to put stuff on the walls because, you know, you just, it makes such a difference. That is such a good point. When you were at uni, did you ever put pictures on the wall? Well, that's the thing. I would always just blue tack yeah. a picture. And then it would leave and... a mark. Or it would leave a mark and also there's something about having a framed picture seems much more intentional than just like plonking like a picture on the wall. It just makes such a difference putting that extra bit of effort in. Definitely makes a house a home instead of a uni hall. <laughs> like I, But I'm... we all live for the photo wall yeah. of first year. That was like Polaroid, you know. These are my friends from home. <laughs> These are... <laughs> I promise I have friends. <laughs> or when you're like me in first year and you didn't have many friends, you just stare at your actual friends. And, and you're just like, be like, I miss you. Oh, I did have friends once upon a time. Another question I had for you was, have you ever lived, what was the worst house you've ever lived in? Like conditions? Ooh. That's a good question. I think just maybe when I first moved to uni and it was in halls and just the shock of walking into the kitchen like after a Saturday night would just be horrendous just seeing like I don't know if you had this but it would be like pots and pans lined up no one would do their washing up it would just be bins everywhere Mm -hmm. but I didn't think that was at the time it didn't seem that you know, it just kind of, that's what uni was, I think. Yeah, very but true. But looking back on it now. And I'm a horrible kind of carpet thinking, and I had like floral curtains and it was, the whole situation was not nice. I do find, I don't know how, when you moved to London, did you use spare rooms? I tried, but I not? was never successful in finding something on spare room. Because I've got so many spare rooms, like absolute horror stories. I don't really? know if you have experienced it, yeah. Oh, tell me but one, please. Kind of, it's kind of like, so you, you know, you like you message them, and then you look at the, you go look at the pictures of the house, and it'll say like, it's basically like an interview when you go, you go to the house, right, and then you sit with these random people after they show you around the house, and then they just ask you basically like interview style questions. Yeah, because they want. And then you kind of walk. They want to know like who you are and like if you would fit in, and they've got about. I know that they've got like other people coming in after you or before you. And it just seems like really bizarre how you kind of get interviewed. I particularly, I don't know how it works, but in London, it seems like there's lots of people wanting the same room. So the amount of times I would be rejected, like I'd say, oh, yes, I'd like to move in. And they're like, no, 
we think someone else is a better fit oh or something. Oh my god, so savage it's based awful. off the questions that he asked you at the end. Like in the five minute interview that you get. Oh, and oh. I've also went I to another I promise I'm a fun night out, guys. Yeah, I'm you're not literally messy. like, oh, the perfect thing is like, oh, I like to be talkative, but also I like my own time, <laughs> you know, trying to look like you're not like too much either way. But I went to another house, right? And it, it was, it was really not, it was like completely dirty. And and like there was these like couple of guys living there, and one of them was like this forty year old man, which is fine, like nothing against living with someone older. But he was like he took us into the kitchen because I was looking with my like boyfriend at the time, and then he started just showing his like his knife collection. Shut up! And it was just like you wouldn't even believe believe it, and he was kind of. Like, the way he was showing these knives, and then he was like, oh, but if you were to move in, you wouldn't be allowed to use any of these knives. <gasps> and it was just, there's something strange about someone showing you their knives. It just seems like, am I about to be in a horror movie or that something? I don't know. I'm... horrific. Yeah, sorry, mate. I don't want to touch your knives. And um, please, can you not touch them either? And I think that's, like, a big thing about renting, is because if you don't have friends to move in with, you're going to be living with some random people, which isn't necessarily always going to work out. <laughs> and there's something really hard about after you've done that at uni already, you've kind of done that. I've lived with strangers. Some of them became my friends, some of them didn't. It didn't work out where you kind of want to live with people that you know will make it a home and you won't be like tiptoeing around your own house, scared to run into someone that you perhaps now don't get on with or like don't want to walk into a kitchen that you know now is going to be disgusting whereas you're 20 I don't know 23 to 25 or 30 plus and you're living with people that you don't get on with as well that definitely makes living in a rental home harder yeah so I'm quite lucky now one of the girls is was from spare rooms and but it's quite a success story now because we're really close friends did you give her an interview no, so she, when I moved into this house now, she was that only housemate here at the time. Oh. So, and, and then another person now is a work colleague. Like, nice. So, which is nice. You kind of you get on, you know, know them, them before, don't you? Yeah. yeah so. Oh, that's But so yeah, good. I do think I love some spare rooms. I've banter. been quite scared from, from spare room. Again, from living in literally until like three years ago, two years ago. From my last year of drama school, basically I did five years of living with rogue people and I was just like, I'm too scared again to live with someone that I don't know very well through fear of like not getting on with them because that's not an ideal situation. It always made me really anxious. I think my... Yeah. Oh yeah, go for it. Oh no, it's not, it's not really conducive to... A relaxing environment sometimes if you're like constantly on edge so about true bumping into it but luckily i'm not in that situation but if you are you can still make your room like a sanctuary things even to get more away important. from that yeah to make your room a sanctuary at that point because you're gonna be living in there a lot <laughs> <You're> gonna... <laughs> i've um the worst house get a I've... microwave in that room oh my you never have to you don't leave. have to leave <laughs> I think the worst um, house that I've ever lived in, I've lived in a few. I've lived in a few of mice, and that really makes you not want to live there anymore. And I've also lived in one 
they gave me tonsillitis in uni because there was mold growing next to my bedroom wall yeah and i'd wake up with the sheets on the top and they would always be really damp i was like did i sweat that much in the night and then i realized (laughs) it was on top of the sheets and my walls were dripping and where i'd done the classic stick your photos up on the wall they'd peeled because i'd done them with like two bits of tape that were supposed to be like not gonna damage the walls in the middle they'd curled round where it was so damp all the photos on my wall had gone disgusting and then i got tonsillitis and the guy was like oh you need to open the vent in your room and i was like my window does not have a vent which might be the problem and he's like oh then you have to open the window i was like it's literally snowing outside i will be i'm either gonna freeze to death or continue getting tonsillitis at this point so he bought a dehumidifier in and it would fill up to the top every day and it just was not an ideal situation. Oh God, that sounds way worse than what I had to deal with. Really horrible. And then I just hated the my situation and I had a really weird, weird landlord in my second year of drama school who would, like you just said earlier, pop round without giving any notice and pretend he was your best friend and I nearly electrocuted myself when t- turning on a plug because it didn't have an earth wire inside, which is what we found out later on when one of his, in quotations, friends came round to fix the electrics and had no idea how to fix electrics. And in the end, I rang Zach's dad because he's a really good handyman. And was he was like, Simone, there's no earth wire and that do not touch it, get away. And I, the electrician was upstairs, so I was like, excuse me, can you come down? Um, I've just spoken to someone who does know a bit about electrics, and apparently there's no earth wire in here, and he said he'd already fixed it and gone upstairs to fix something else. And he came down and was like, oh, uh, I don't know about that. And I was like, you're supposed to be the electrician coming around to fix the house. I just don't feel safe. And that was also a house where there's loads of mice, and they ran across the, my bedroom floor. It was horrible. I couldn't sleep at night if there was a mouse. Yeah, it was... Just knowing that it could be crawling across you. Or try and get in your bed. Horrible. Literally rental horror stories. This is why I have fears about... I think this is... The house we're in now is probably the... One of the only houses... I really... I did like our house last year, but I really like this house this year. But the only reason that we can afford to live in a nicer house that doesn't have mould compared to what I used to live in is because there's four of us living in a two-bedroom house so that's yeah. how we're managing to pay the rent because four people are, are paying two people's rent <laughs> if you can get two couples in one house it's really a good idea especially yeah. if you all get on really well yeah if it you can share a room and, and then, then it's just room. so much cheaper isn't it yeah such a good chance if that's a possibility for anyone i do recommend if the other oh sorry if the other people aren't really coupley because i really do have a fear of really coupley people i don't want to be around that because so i think we're not that because i live we share a room so it's like a three-story house and then i have the top room nice and i think we're not i don't think well i have to you can ask my housemates this after but i don't (laughs) think we're like we're a couple and we're not like overly like coupley behind the scenes they're like uh actually austin every time you're in the living room there's a bit too much coupliness going on here (laughs) but i think that's another thing everyone's like oh i don't want to live with a couple but i don't think 
I wouldn't mind be against it. I have lived with couples and it has been difficult and I, I can understand how that can put people off. But yeah, it, it definitely does work and it saves you a lot of money when you live in London. And then this is when the minimalist thing really comes into play that you were mentioning earlier and getting rid of clutter is very important because when two people live in one room and you have two people's worth of stuff, it can make the room look horrific. Yeah, it's not, it can't, sometimes if you don't manage it and put time into like keeping on top of it, it can be overwhelming for sure. Really overwhelming. Like I'm looking at my room now and I'm thinking we need to tidy up again because it stresses me A couple me of my, this is going to expose me again, but a couple, like both of my housemates, they're not here for like the lockdown and I've completely overflown into their rooms now. <laughs> so like all of my washing is in one room I've got like I don't know if you can see but I've started to paint the kitchen cabinet doors in so they used to be like oh wow so they're drying in here so you're upcycling that's another great idea as well upcycling things yeah upcycling I guess I don't know if you have heard about Facebook marketplace before yes we have a lot of things on Facebook marketplace yeah so people sell shit and they don't know what it is or the value of it so you can find really good, like quality furniture, really, really cheap. And there's like, there's droves and droves of people that have like, they're moving out of their flat. They've had their Ikea drawers for a year. They don't need them anymore or whatever. So there's so many like chest of drawers, like desks, all that kind of stuff. So cheap. And the thing is, if you've got, so in this room here, actually, she doesn't have a wardrobe anymore, but her wardrobe was like, you would open the doors and it would like was like the leaning tower of Pisa like the whole thing would just come down so she just got rid of it and like as long as you can replace it with something else and on the inventory it will just say like chest of drawers so if you replace it with like a newer better one you're not going to get like penalized by your landlord I don't think so So I think that's and but yeah do you like the color of the kitchen cabinet i love the color is it gray blue yeah it's kind of like it is like a gray blue i think it's in different lights it looks like different colors but kind of like an icy baby blue but it was white before but again it was like that dirty white where um, it was i don't know i'll send you a picture like it was disgusting yeah and it's got dirt marks a bit of pink yeah can make it look so good there's um, an Instagram page and on eBay, I saw someone upcycling chest of drawers, but making it into art. So they would do oh, that's cool. The abstract, a bit like just doing how you painted that picture in your room on a chest of drawers, or like doing a bit of paint splatters, or I don't know. She she she's incredible. And there was a part of me who tried to do that. So when we came into this flat, which might be another thing to think about if you're renting, we asked if they could remove some of the furniture so we could bring in some of our own because the wardrobe that was in here was also leaning and it was like black and dark wood, which just didn't go with anything in the room. And I was like, it's just going to stick out. And I wanted to try and make my rental house a home and not have everything mismatchy so we just asked them if they would remove it because they asked us if they wanted the sofa because the people before had their own sofa so we were like oh they've obviously had stored that other stuff in storage before so hopefully they'll do that again which might be in 
option for some people it might not be and you might just have to replace it but if you leave it there and you're happy to do that that sounds especially if you're there for a long period of time anyway um but yeah we we brought new stuff in and i did try to upcycle something and paint it and then i didn't know if it was going to go as well as i thought it would so we just bought stuff from wayfair in the end i mean upcycling is not for everyone it can be really difficult but it, it's like a skill and it, it particularly during covid i hate to say that word because i'm like rejecting it at the moment <laughs> but um You've, you've, what else have we got to do? There's only so much I can sit on the sofa and watch Netflix because I'm pretty sure I've watched everything on there. So it could be a really fun thing to try, like your painting, for example, that's going to benefit you later on. And also in the future, like you've upped that skill level. So I always think about it, you know, on my friends, me and my housemate always say, you know, when you're on Sims yeah. and you're like, you have to level up your building yeah. or you level up like certain skills <laughs> on there. I, every time I do something like... I've done like painting, upholstery, all this stuff that I had never done before. It's kind of like I'm building on that skill set. So when I do eventually move into my like my actual home where I buy it, I'll have all these like experiences that I've practiced in here and like lessons learned. So I know what went wrong, what to do differently. And it's like that could be really beneficial later on down the line, even though you think, oh, it's pointless. But maybe it's even just for getting that skill in, it's worth it. So true, especially building any new skills in this time. I think there's been several parts where I'm like, I haven't learned anything or like loads of people have been really active and there is just loads of small things that you can be doing and then just upcycling. That's a whole new skill that you've just learnt there. And actually, if you're only going to give it one nice lick of paint or give it a different colour, that can make a whole difference. You don't have to do a masterpiece on everything you do. Sometimes just a little lick of paint is going to make it look way better like those chests of drawers that you just showed but i do i will say like it's a lot of hard work as well and maybe what you don't see on the instagram posts is like all the time that it was complete mess and that's something to to take into account as well because you know when you think oh people are doing all this cool shit like they're learning to do stuff in lockdown in actual fact you probably don't see behind the scenes when they're for half the time they're probably just like in a vegetated state on the sofa, but you think that they're doing other stuff, but really it's just Instagram versus reality, isn't it? <laughs> so I think you do have to put effort in. That's something to think about before you take on anything, but it will be worth it. Definitely. And I'm I'm going to post like other stuff. Like I said, I'm doing the kitchen now. I'm so, so excited. Where can other people find this? Because it makes me so happy to see. It's a bit like, have you ever, do you follow Stacey Solomon? Oh, I think I've seen her on TikTok, actually. She does little tap to tidies. Ellen's obsessed with it, my friend from home, um, who also knows. And she, Ellen started doing her own little tap to tidies, but just to her uh, favourites on Instagram. And I love watching them, like her little befores and afters. So I loved seeing your before and after of your living room. There's something so satisfying about seeing that. Yeah, I'll have to, I'm going to do, I'm doing the kitchen and then I guess I'll post something on my Instagram once it's finished, maybe in a few weeks. And then also I'm planning on, I've kind of started the bedroom as well. So there'll be more to come. So nice. you have to hit me up on the gram. Yeah, what is your gram? So other people can find it. Okay, so it's Austin yeah. H. Stapleton. Austin H. Stapleton. Yeah, Austin Stapleton was taken. So I had to add <laughs> the middle H in there. 
Which is my middle name, Harry. <laughs> I was about to guess it. I feel like I already knew what your middle name was, but I was going to say Henry. Oh, Henry, I like that. Not it so. could be Henry. <laughs> so Austin H. Stapleton for more updates on befores and afters of how to make your rental house at home. Austin, thank you so much. What I've loved as well about this is I was a bit worried at some point that talking about how to upscale your home was going to be really inaffordable. Um, But all of those ideas were one stuff that you could just do for free, like decluttering stuff, getting rid of stuff. But then everything's really cheap, like going to charity shops, upcycling, just um, a little lick of paint, painting your own stuff for art, getting frames from charity shops for cheaper all amazing also um you can get some really good oh you said like on facebook marketplace but in charity shops as well there's some good pieces of furniture you can get like we've got this lamp free cycle yes free cycle we've got this lamp from ikea and um eloise's friend harry was like oh we've got that lamp as well i just got it from the charity shop for 30 quid and we'd literally the week before got it from ikea for like 70 quid and i was like no! Right. <laughs> the same I, mean, I, I know some people hate on Ikea, but I'm obsessed with them. Yeah, I, I think really it's so good. IKEA. And like you can blend Ikea stuff in with other bits and you don't notice, you're never going to know that it's from Ikea. So true. There's a lot of affordable stuff, little, little trinkets. And they do try to be a little bit more on trend with like the basics, especially with their block colour, like, I don't know, even their um plates and stuff are quite if you get a whole set of something it looks really nice i i generally think a trip to ikea is like a day out uh, i don't know if anyone else thinks that but 100 <laughs> percent. it ellen and hannah talk about ikea on a monthly basis in terms of like day out to ikea I'm like guys you live in ikea and they're like yes yeah, so a great day out because, you know, everyone loves the meatballs, but I don't eat meat, but I still go to the cafe. They do apparently like, vegan meatballs now. And oh, vegan do they? sausage roll. Yeah. Oh, I have to try the vegan meatballs. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you were okay, vegan. Okay, that's a top tip. I'm trying to get there. I'm still a vegetarian. Um, I had one question. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's kind of out of place, so it might not make much sense. But the only question I had left was, um, what do you like look for in a good rental home? So when you're Ooh, looking around I've got places. some good tips. Oh, nice. For this, actually. So the first thing, when I've looked at lots of properties, a lot of the properties are right on the road, like right on a main road. And I cannot stand, like in the summer, You, if you live on a main road, you can't open your windows. So the first thing, I, if it was like even had any road noise, I was like, no, this isn't the right place. I for can me. vouch that was for a big this thing. so hard because again, when we lived on the the next the fucking motorway or the M4, yeah. whatever it was, when we looked around, I, I said it straight away. I was like, can you really hear the mo- the cars? Who went, this boy I looked around with Ben, who was from a drama school. He was like, yeah, I think so, but maybe with the window shut, it'll be fine. Trust me, even with the window shot, it's not fine. Even the lights coming in through the cars. And then we had a garden, but we never used it because the noise is so loud. And Eloise had a little vent. And in the first two months, the noise was so bad, she had to buy earplugs because she didn't know she could shut the vent. And the vent did make some difference. But what basically happened is we just had to get used to not 
to buzz out the sound, which is horrible because your brain is constantly going like, oh, there is a noise, background noise. You can't relax. You can't relax. If you think you can, I recommend putting off that thought because I tried it and it wasn't good. But some people don't, it doesn't affect some people, but if you're one of the people that it does affect, then it's something to be conscious of. Because when when I was looking, like I saw a lot of properties that were nicer than the one that I'm in now, but it just, I knew that it would, wouldn't would be worth moving into it for me because it would just put me in a, like, an awkward situation where I wouldn't be able to sleep. So for me, that was a big one. And I think maybe just that was at the top of my list, but it's all about having what is at the top of your list and the most important thing. So another one for me was having a garden or like an outdoor space, even if it was a balcony. And I know like this was even before the pandemic, and I know there's people that live in high rise buildings now and they're all like trapped inside and they've got to do like their work, their education or whatever inside. And I think people are appreciating having some kind of outdoor space, even if it's just a balcony. So I think if you can get that, it was really important. Yeah, I think it's very hard to come by. And sometimes in London, it feels like a privilege. But if you're considering to rent and there is something in your budget where that is allowed I'd definitely consider yeah. that over something else because it does make such a big and difference to be outside especially when it's warm yeah for sure and then another th- another thing that I think was really helped me out because when I first moved to London I was lucky enough to have a friend um Molly thanks Molly who I basically was just going to move into a house for like a week while I looked for other stuff and but I ended up staying for a month because I was so picky about what I wanted to move into. So we shared a bed for like a month, which maybe isn't the best situation. <laughs> but thanks for that anyway. But it really helped not having the pressure to find somewhere straight away because it meant that you could look and make like a more informed decision rather than just being like, I've got to find somewhere like anywhere's fine. If you can try and like put in that time and have maybe like a grace period between moving where you can really like look and find somewhere that's right for you because you're going to end up moving again and again unless you find somewhere like really good the first time if that makes sense so true I mean incredibly lucky that you were fortunate enough to have a friend that let you um share a room for that long and I also think it some people won't be able to avoid that situation because they won't have that um won't be that fortunate to have a friend like that but if you are already in the same place as somewhere that you want to move to or somewhere you can easily travel to and look around without because obviously you came from Nottingham so it's hard you're not going to come from Nottingham every day or week to look for somewhere but if you already live in London you want to find somewhere else in London even if it's across the other side I would recommend looking before you hand your notice in so there isn't the time pressure that's what we started doing because we found as soon as you hand your notice in and you've only got four weeks to look even uh getting contracts through take way longer than you think like several weeks so often we were we'd say no to somewhere because they were like no we have you have to you can't move in for two more weeks and we were like we don't have two weeks which i guess we could have looked so maybe you might be able to find a spare room for two weeks or whatever but yeah I would recommend not buying into a contract for a year renting um on a place that you're not sure about and you have to rush into even if it does mean 
you have to look you have to go on spare room for a few weeks or a month to move into temporarily somewhere else or put your stuff in storage because it does make such a big difference and a year does end up being such a long time compared to the month that you had to live with your friend I'm sure it that could that would have been rough at at times but then the overall picture the year is so much longer you would have forgotten so quickly the month that you had to do that to find somewhere you actually liked yeah definitely it was beneficial in the long run but I also guess that there's lots of people wouldn't have that wouldn't be lucky enough to have someone that they could do that with so but if you can I think that would be a good thing to implement while looking for someone for sure I, I agree also I would never rush around looking uh places I've definitely done this before where you kind of feel especially if someone's in the house I mean this doesn't really happen now because of covid but if you look around someone's property and the people who currently live there the tenants currently living there are in the house you have such a tendency to be like poke your head through the living room if they're in there and see them and go oh yeah this is great and then walk back out again because you're too embarrassed to spend any time in the same room as someone else's house looking around it because it just feels awkward and you're British and it's inconvenient for them but when as soon as you do that when you leave you're like wait I actually don't know what things look like or I didn't notice if they had an oven or a washing machine which is essential or I don't know there's loads of stuff you miss or there might have been some mold in the corner that you didn't look at so definitely spend time and take videos videos are so important because you can second guess yourself when you get home and not remember stuff or if you need to try and explain it to someone else pictures never do it justice but for some reason photos kind of get you a more a better idea of the space or ask for a video if you can't go and see somewhere and I think actually you, you raised a good point there. If if the housemates are sitting in their room, I mean, it might be awkward, but you could always, it would be good to grill them a bit and be like, what is good about this place? And then what is bad? Because if they've lived there for a year, they're going to know what's bad and what's good. And if the bad doesn't fit what you were looking for, then you can know before you move in, which could be a good so true especially in that house where i had the creepy landlord if uh, i we fortunately didn't see anyone um i guess not fortunately for them who came around to look but i definitely even if the guy was there would have been in the corner like you'd be like like doing gestures (laughs) don't do it because there's no skin off your back because you're leaving anyway yeah that's the you don't yeah it makes no difference to you though does it because you're you're going to be leaving you're right exactly well i think we've covered lows Thank you so much, Austin. Thank you for listening and make sure to follow Austin for all of those house updates.